Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of 40 Minutes Basketball Networks. Someone else want to do it this week? You guys want me to do it again? The I really hope that someone watching this on Facebook made a still of that. I think I think we I think we should get a a DX intro with Ben and that microphone right now. I love it though. I do love it. It sounds great. So welcome to the show this week. Hopefully. Your bodies are doing okay after daylight savings time because mine is not. Man. Ooh. I forgot how brutal that is. I know, man. You always forget how brutal it is, no matter what time of the year it is that it comes. Like, yeah. This is this is much better to me than than spring forward, man. When I'm I'm losing that that hour, you know, in spring and I have to get up and it's it's yeah. it's later. It takes me a week to adjust to that. This is fine. Like I woke up this morning and I looked at my wife and I said, Oh man, we slept in. I think it was eight thirty, which is really late. Like I never sleep until eight thirty. Yeah. And, she's, and she goes, I think that she goes. The time changed, and I was like, Oh, all right, I'm cool then. Cool. <laughs> we're cool. Oh well, yeah. Worked out. We do have all four of us. The rare time we do have the, all of us on the show together, so we're excited for this week. I am Tim Daniel, as always, host as uh, one of the hosts here, along with Mr. Sean Mackey. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. I missed the whole first week of the NBA. Yeah. I was back. in New York. So here I am. You were, you were bing-bonging with the Knicks fans. That's what I was. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bing-bong. Bing-bong. <laughs> <laughs> also, as always, joining us, Mr. Ben Brown. What's up, gentlemen? It is always good uh, when the four horsemen can ride together. So <laughs> it's, it's nice to have us all back in the building talking NBA hoops. Yeah. And... Ben, obviously, you know, this is absolutely this is your your job. Yeah. My man, my brother, my ace Buku, my number one, Joshua, Odellis, Ferellis, Montellus, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? Well, this week, um, you see, I still have the same hat on. Uh, Last time that I was on here with the podcast, I didn't get to say this yet, but this week I get to talk about those world champion atlanta braves yes sir once again once again podcast it's a been a minute again first time since 95 and it feels really good i bet it does i'm ready to talk basketball you know so let's get it on let's do it baby let's do it let's start this week with our new segment that we talked about last week we kind of played around with it on the show with ben and i but now we got a name for it this is our first highlight of the Bench Mob Bench Gods, where we highlight our favorite bench players' action. So, gentlemen, we've all, in a text message, secured our guy. Who wants to go first? Um, I will go first. Okay. And my bench god of the week is Damian Lee 
of my Golden State Warriors. Yours? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I claimed yeah, them. If you guys didn't remember, Ben picked Golden State to win the championship. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, call I, us every oh, week. Yeah. Oh, not only do I call it, but I claim it out here. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah. So, Damian Lee of uh, the Golden State Warriors is off to a tremendous start uh, in seven games. He's uh, playing 25 minutes. He is shooting 47% from the field, 48.5% from three, averaging 13 points off the bench. Um, he's he's doing a wonderful job for Golden State, uh, along with, you know, guys like Jordan Poole um, and, of course, Steph Curry and, and all the usual sp- suspects, you know, Andre Iguodala. Um, Damian Lee has really stepped up uh, in that role as a bench guy and a bench scorer for that second unit. So, um, I, that's why one of the reasons why I, I picked my Golden State Warriors to win the NBA championship is because they are starting to get deep with guys um, who weren't stars that are becoming significant role players. Um, and then you get Clay Day back, uh, and that roster should be pretty solid if these guys stay the same. So my bench guard of the week is Damian Lee. And to throw, to throw in a little bit on that, obviously you see me throw my L's up because uh, Damian Lee represented my hometown and the University of Louisville Cardinals. But also oh, a fun fact is that I don't know if everybody knows that Damian Lee and Steph Curry are say, related. Brother-in-law. Uh, he wasn't and, allowed to be married to the family, sure so he shot 40%. Yes. <laughs> I'm pre- well, I was going to say, I'm tr- trying to say, I'm pretty sure that's starting to rub off on, the Steph Curry effect is probably starting to rub off on him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would agree. They're like you want to marry my you sister? Got, you got to shoot forty-one percent from three. All right. And you, and you <laughs> got to get you got to give Steve Kerr some serious credit this year for for taking the group of guys that he has and mm-hmm. making them what they are and making them believe that they can be this team. Um, I mean, this is a the Warriors are are so good right now. We don't even have Clay Thompson back yet. Yeah. Or James Wiseman. Or James yeah. Wiseman, yes. I think we started to see it last year. I think we started yeah. to see it last year when they were healthy yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. They made the playoffs too, so yeah. I'm yeah, I think Kerr is – yeah, I, I would agree. I think Steve Kerr has done an amazing job. Um, and it's been a and it's been a almost a two-year process. You know, they've taken their lumps. They took their lumps that first year. Clay was down. Uh, they made the playoffs last year but still took some lumps. And now this year, those guys have kind of reaped the benefits of – um, having to play some tough minutes uh, when it wasn't always fun to play when you're getting, you know, when you're struggling to win games and you got different injuries going on. But he, these guys have, they've grown, they've earned their spurs. And, and now you can kind of tell they're kind of reaping the benefit of that. Yeah, I like it. I think that's a good one, Benny. Nice. Joshua, who you got for your bench guy this week? So my, mine could probably go as a, yeah, we saw that coming. Um, I'm not trying to be biased, but I am. I'm going with another University of Louisville guy here in uh, Montrez Harrell. Trez. And the reason that I went with with Trez is because I think we talked about it too. Like, I felt like he got a really bad shake in L.A. last year, especially when it came to the playoffs, and I didn't kind of understand, like, their coaching philosophy. And he's not starting in Washington, but he's coming off the bench. And his his averages so far this year, he's 18 and 10. Um, which is his career high in rebounds and pretty much right where he was when he won six man of the year with the Clippers. Uh, he is also um, on pace to have um, his best season with blocks and his uh, 
best season. Uh, looks like shooting from the free throw line. Uh, he's at 80% right now from the line. Um, he's always been a decent field goal percentage guy. He's shooting 63% from the field. Um, doesn't shoot a three ball well, but I mean, you guys saw when he played for the Clippers, when he played for Houston, uh, even when he played for the Lakers, high intensity guy, when he gets on the floor, motor keeps running. He's an energy guy. He gets everybody going with the unit. And I'm glad to see Washington put him back in the role that he was good at. And um, I think he's has a lot to do with why they've started the season. So well, I believe Washington's six and three right now. Um, obviously Bradley Beal. Um, but it was interesting to me because I was like, did Tress fall off when he went to the Lakers? Like, are they trying to tell me that he can't contribute in the same way he did the year before? And then you put him back in the role he was in and he's putting up the, if not better numbers than he was before. So that's where, that's where I was going with that. Let's also not forget the Lakers let, got rid of Montres Harrell and Marcus Salford. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> they did but i digress <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Hey, 18 and 10 18 and 10 off the bench is solid very solid i'm very stoked solid. for trez i think that wizards team's actually pretty fun they're pretty good they they're a pretty good basketball team to watch all right sean you want to go you want me to go i'll go i'll go so also probably not the most exciting choice today is Damian Lee which you know or Montrez Harrell but I'm going with D Rose man D Rose had a great week uh mm-hmm. with the New York Knicks uh completely highlighted by his 23 point performance on Friday night against the Milwaukee Bucks where he led a I think it was a 19 point deficit yeah. comeback um uh, where the Knicks were able to come out off the bench he scored 23 points had eight rebounds four assists and two steals that night um all right so far this season he's averaging 12 points and three rebounds two assists off the bench um he is the perfect sixth man right now when you look at it i mean they got kimba starting but uh, having a guy like d rose and someone that you know tibbs trusts to you know come off the bench and provide what he's able to provide um it's 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 got to be a real luxury for for the New York Knicks this year who are tied in fourth place with the Chicago Bulls and the Washington Wizards right now they're all sitting at six and three so um this has been a great NBA season so far we've had just (laughs) we've had so many teams that we've wanted to see better play better this year and the Wizards uh Warriors uh the Knicks the Bulls everybody's playing better um but yeah I'm gonna say D Rose right now I think uh I think he's one of those guys who could definitely be up for sixth man of the year this year I do like it Ben Ben highlighted him last week because yeah he's on a roll this idea of this like limiting his workload has been genius it's worked so well He's, yes. he's far more efficient than he's been in years past. Um, I thought he played pretty well that, that one full year with the Pistons. Um, you know, obviously before the trade with the Knicks, I thought he played pretty well. Um, so yeah, where he had, didn't he have 50 points when he was on the Pistons once? That was a uh, Timberwolves. Yeah. Timberwolves. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and he's completely happy with his role. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he's a bad dude and he's back to being a bad dude. And it's, it's awesome to see. Um, yep. Yeah. So, I guess I'll round out our bench gods this week. And I'm going with probably, you said a guy who's going to be up for six man of the year, Sean. I'm going with the guy that probably is the six man of the year right now. My man is playing one for the best team of the NBA right now, the Miami Heat. 
He's got 21 points a game, 5.7 rebounds, 3.9 assists, shooting 48% from the floor, 43% from three. My man, Tyler Hero, a.k.a. Boy Wonder, a.k.a. The Jumper, a.k.a. The Baby Goat, a.k.a. I'm a Bucket, Tyler Hero. Don't call it a comeback either. Oh, man. (laughs) Tyler Hero said he's going to fix my jumper. Yes. That's what I should do Like when like, I mix this at the end. Just like put a little snippet of the Jack Harlow song in there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we'd get that taken down or not. But yeah, man. I mean. I do not own the rights to this music. I do not own the rights to this music. <laughs> I think if you play less than 30 seconds, you can't get sued. So, you know. Yeah, I think you're all right. You're yeah. good. But first off, I don't know where the hell the baby goat nickname came from. I just saw it on his basketball reference page. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll use it. Um, but Yeah. No limit hero, man. He's <laughs> he's been awesome. Yes, he has. Obviously, the Heat are incredible, but I mean, we th- we thought he was going to take a jump last year, and yeah. he didn't. And this year, he has he has he's been incredible. I mean, he's he, I mean, we're going to get to a point if, if there's any, you know, injuries or anything, this guy's going to be starting too. That's another thing. Like, and he'd probably yeah. be starting anywhere else at this point to the way that he's shooting. So um, kudos to him. Best, you're right. Best team in basketball. My man yeah. might make the all-star team off as a bench player. I mean, the way he's shooting right that's, now, your, your yeah, man well, yeah, might do that. Possibility. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he's always been Mr. Confidence, which I've always dug. Like when people are like, would like laugh at him when he's like, he says he's on the same level as Trey young and Luca. Like I want, I want my guy yes. to be like that. Yep. Absolutely. Like I want my guy to walk on the court and be like, I'm going to kill you. Like I'm going to dominate today. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I Tim, want. I, I know players. that um, I know you're happy with the, probably with the rule change and it's definitely, it showed it. It's, it's, it's monstrous yeah. head already with guys like Trey young and James Harden. But, um, and I know that was one of the things that made you dislike Trey so much, but I would like to think that that other piece of Trey you absolutely love where he walks on the court, mm-hmm. like I'm that MFer, you know what I'm saying? And like, absolutely. When, like his role last year in the playoffs, playing that villain in the garden was, was fantastic. Yeah. He was, he was perfect for that. Even in Philly, um, like last night, you know, like uh, the perfect example of that Josh is last night I'm watching, um, you know, I'm watching the Bulls Sixers game. And Embiid hits like the game clinching three in the United Center. And as a Bulls fan, of course, you're like, ah, oh, darn, you know, they're still growing. But I see him turn to the crowd, in the United Center, and go like this. And I was like, I love that. I can't even hate yeah. on that. And that man earned the right to do that. Like, yeah. And I, and I think that I, the cool thing is when we talk about the Heat, going back to that, like, I don't think a team has benefited from a whole off season off more than the heat. Yeah. Um, I mean, they went to the last, I mean, they went to the finals in the bubble came back in that season. You could just tell all of those guys were just off their game. I mean, bam had a decent season. Jimmy was not Jimmy. Tyler hero was really down. We know why Um, Jimmy wasn't Jimmy, but yeah, but like, (laughs) but like, well, you know, (laughs) He got to do what he got to do, but we. <laughs> Jimmy was doing Jimmy things in the bubble, but we allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Please make sure you say allegedly on that. I do yeah, not. Allegedly. I can't allegedly. afford to go bankrupt for this. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. So, um, but yeah, but they've really benefited from, um, 
having a full off season, all those guys got healthy and they look like the team ending the year in the bubble. They look like that team. Now um, they're playing with a lot of confidence. Um, Tyler hero looks like the Tyler hero we saw two years ago. Jimmy Butler, of course, is always going to be Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo is going to be a perennial all-star. So it's pretty, pretty cool to see how strong they've become uh, with a full off season of being able to get healthy, have, uh, the days they needed off to have off and be who they are right now. One of the best teams in the NBA. Hey, before we move on from the heat real quick, let me get you guys thoughts. Cause I know, uh, the, obviously everyone's NBA 75 city edition jerseys came out this year. I'm, I'm a big fan of a vast majority of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the heater, one of those ones that people are like, what the hell is going on? I kind of dig it as someone who loved the movie Batman forever. It's got like that, like Riddler, like cutting the letters out kind of thing going. Um, I I'm into it. I kind of like it. The Heat's city city edition. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I I like most of them. I think that I think that um, when people design those city edition jerseys, I think that's pretty cool of how they uh, you know try to uh, intertwine like true tradition of the city uh, and true tradition of. of of what the city means to the uh, that basketball organization and vice versa. So, I, I like a lot of the city. I liked a lot of the city edition jerseys. I think that I think the only issue with the Heat's city uniforms is what they did last year. Yeah, and, and it was really hard. It was really hard to to make something that was comparable to what they did last year. Yeah. I thought their uniforms last year were like super dope. I mean, that just their uniforms last year was just straight Miami. It looks like what, something you'd get at like a spray t-shirt place. Yeah. That's that's what you want. I die. Also, if you guys don't know this, anything that reminds Tim of Batman Forever, he's going to buy. Like he's <laughs> he's all in. Like he is all in. I've never seen someone defend Batman Forever, Batman Forever promotional goods, toys, t-shirts, anything like him. I think secretly Val Kilmer is his favorite Batman. We don't know. No, he's oh, not. He's not. I don't oh, know, Tim. Lord, please yeah. tell me Val Kilmer is not your favorite. No, we know Batman. it's Keaton. We know it's Keaton. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> He'd probably be like, Val Kilmer probably be like, I don't know. Robert Pattinson's climbing up the list and the movie's not even out yet. So <laughs> he's already above Val. <laughs> yeah, he's already above Val and Clooney. Okay. Okay. There we go. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah there we but, go. you know. I, I do, I do give Batman Forever a little more credit than most do. You do, you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll move on from that because I was just trying to say that the Heat Ransom Note jerseys is what that reminds me of. So. It, uh, it does. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, who does who do you guys think has the best seventy fifth city anniversary jersey? Ooh, that's a tough one. I, so I really dig the idea that every team had like some sort of like. All, everything in the design had to do with like uniforms of teams past. So like, I love that the Hawks had like the pistol Pete era colors with the 1990s bird across it. I thought that was great. Um, I'm really glad. Okay. I mean, OKC's Jersey sucked. They had the worst. I don't, that, I don't understand it at all. Um, obviously the bulls, I think the bulls are incredible, but I think Minnesota won. I think Minnesota is the best ones. Really, dude, over, over Chicago, the Kevin Garnett rookie year colors with the 2000s flow like fonts, like 
only thing that's missing is the prince the prince honor in there like i'm in i'm i'll be honest with you man i'm i am i am really really in love with the 90s throwback atlanta hawks jersey (laughs) it's sweet (laughs) like the one with the actual hawk on it like it's ridiculous um, I'm gonna say Orlando's is the worst though, just because of the color scheme. I was just looking at Orlando's. Gosh, okay. that's ugly. Stop, that's stop, terrible. stop with the orange. Stop with the yeah, orange already. I don't get it. Stop trying to make orange happen in Orlando. <laughs> All right. Just stop. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand the orange. Yeah, I man, I like the, Memphis's. Memphis's is cool looking. Dude, too. did you see their their uh warm-ups? yeah oh man they went back to the old classic like michael jordan era warm-ups they were yep. crisp yeah <laughs> sean and i got uh john branchers he's coming in the mail soon i'm pretty excited okay yeah okay. i got the memphis era throwback he got the vancouver one. Oh, nice yeah. had to go vancouver man yeah no doubt so i um i don't i don't think this ties into the city edition i think it's the the 75th anniversary uniforms and i am a huge fan of the knicks uniforms same the yeah. black oh dude no 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 the white ones like they the just look ones? they're like super old school um they actually say nike on them like nike air yeah with they're the, the original shade. nike yeah they got some and then the warriors that wore the ones that say warriors on them from the like, well, i think we talked about it from the um the wilt chamberlain times with mm-hmm. the warriors those are kind of dope their city edition sweet with the like lightning bolt down the, the side. Lightning bolts. Yeah. But then I was wondering, like Phoenix, like did they even do anything to their jerseys, or did they just get the same ones? Same ones. Same with Utah. Same. Utahs are yeah. so boring. Also, wrong color scheme, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's purple. It's always going to be purple. It doesn't need to be orange. God, Saint Phoenix. <laughs> so just to let you guys know that the Spurs uniforms got ranked number one. Well, that'd be ranked oh, one in city, something. The at some city point. edition. The city edition one, yeah. Who did get ranked one by? You got to cite your sources. Um. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he goes, um. <laughs> no, nah, I was, I was uh, read. I was looking at a couple of websites to see. Um, Bleacher Report was one of them, and. Uh, fan-sided we're the two websites they both were like the the shot colors guys they were talking about on their show this week they said they didn't like the hornets ones i think the hornet ones are crisp oh yeah they're fine yeah i like them they're also bringing back the uh that eras court for when they wear those the uh the hive they bring the hive back yeah i like the hive you know really messed up is sacramento because we know obvious reasons but come on guys if we're supposed to honor a team's history Get some Royals love in there, all right? Yeah, I was going to say, how do you not yeah. go with the Royals? Yeah. Hey, I low-key I low key like the Lakers uniforms. I'm not even going to lie. The, they look like, like the Hornets they're, to me. Well, it's just how they tied in the blue with the with the all-purple, and they kind of put the two teams together. It just – it's sneaky. Yeah, it just – I felt like when I saw it, I was like, that could be a Charlotte Hornets jersey. I'll see it. Dude, the Pistons. I got to give love. That's that jersey. Oh, man. We could do this the whole episode. (laughs) Just us going back and forth going, this is great. The OVO with the the Raptors with the OVO colors with the Vince Carter era jersey. That's sick. Like, which brings me to our next topic of discussion before we go way too off topic here. Um, 
obviously the Raptors have been off to a fun start. I think Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley so far have made their cases as the top rookies in the class so far, so yeah. far, nine, 10 games in for each team. Yeah. Uh, I think those two guys are definitely the run the leads for rookie of the year, but today they got Pascal Siakam back in Brooklyn. They lost, but they played pretty well. Mm-hmm. But one guy who's really jumped out and finally taken that step that we have all been waiting for. We knew he was a good player. We've seen the skill set. We've seen the jump. Ochi Anobi finally has been yes. spectacular. He has been yes, so yeah. good. Obviously, I've been, you know, we've all been fans of his for a long time. I loved him in college at Indiana. So to see him do his thing in the NBA has been terrific. Uh, he has been part of a championship team. He obviously had a year behind Kawhi Leonard where he got to learn some stuff. And this year without Pascal Siakam, him and Scotty Barnes were tremendous. Um, this Raptors team has definitely played better than we had predicted in our, in our over under win total so far, but mm-hmm. man, Ben, you, you pointed out last earlier this week in a text message and it was like, I got to talk about it and share this week. OG has been the man. Yeah, he, he has, man. He's uh he's definitely taking that next step uh, forward, especially with, uh you know, you lose, you know, you don't have Pascal Siakam to start the season. Um, you don't have, you know, you lose, uh, Kyle Lowry, who's been a staple to that organization for years. Um, and, and you're looking for people to step up and, and be leaders. And he's kind of done that. Uh, I was reading an article uh, last week about uh, how he is, how he gained a lot from playing behind Kawhi that one year and just learning the game and, and how Kawhi kind of attacked the game and, and did different things. And you can kind of see that in his game. Like he's become a little bit more methodical. He's able to score the basketball a little bit better. His shooting percentages aren't per se better, but um, but he is he is starting to take more of those game time, big time shots. Um, so, you know, that's only going to help the Raptors be a better team now that you have Pascal Siakam back and Van Vliet, you know, is going to be well. Then you've got Barnes, who's actually – you know, played out of his mind because it's been, you know, as a rookie, he's, you know, you don't expect a rookie to play that well, that quick. Um, so, you know, they've got a good core group there and that Raptors team is probably going to do better than what most had expected. Yeah, man, I completely agree. Um, I just think that like the, the skill set he's taken on um, just his growth, you know, he's definitely going to have a fight in for most improved player this year. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think he'll make it. I can't believe people are putting John Moran on the most improved player list. Like, no. Put him in the MVP caliber list. Do not put him Absolutely. on the most improved player list. Like, That's right. Yeah. Well, he can, he can be on both, right? Has anyone ever won both of them in the same year? I don't most know. Most improved and MVP? I think no. that's a little hard. I mean. Yeah, that's really hard. Well, if if once if Wes Unseld can, can win rookie of the year and MVP in one year, I think someone could do that. Wes Unseld, Candace Parker, Ichiro. All done that, yeah. right? That's a that's a but group. Man, but like, think about that though. Like to be the most improved player that you've improved so much that you're the MVP of the league. <laughs> that would be crazy. Derek Rose, I guess, could have made a case the year he won MVP because he that jump was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I mean OG's certainly making a case for most improved. I wouldn't know if I'd necessarily put him in the quote unquote top of it. Obviously, talking about this 10 games in is wild. Like, I looked at right. the, MVP, the baseball reference MVP tracker the other day. MVP tracker, words are hard. Um, I didn't even have any bourbon today. Sheesh. Is it Jokic is going to go back to back? 
It said that Jimmy Butler right now is the leader for MVP. Love it. Love well it. Deserved. Well yes. deserved. Give it, give it to Jimmy. And the season now. Jimmy. Yeah. But yeah, man, I thought I just want to make sure we touched on OG. I like this Raptors team, how they played. I'm not necessarily worried they lost to Brooklyn today. Um, Harden and Durant were just incredible in the fourth quarter. Just had this awesome yeah. comeback. Um, so yeah, you know, give 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 them their flowers. Do what you got to do. But did you guys see Lucas shot last night against Boston? Oh my god! Oh my god! Incredible! Yeah, yeah. It looked like like looking back on that video, it looked like the entire team was trying to guard him at the same time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, and he still made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like how crunched up it looked like from that video. It just like I was like I was like, how is this guy doing what he's doing? But then again, it's like I don't with him i don't really think about it too much anymore he's great dude apparently um it's a, a weird stat i just saw this is that that shot claimed him as the only player in nba history to hit a game winner against the same team twice interesting that is a fun fact that is a fun fact that is yeah so should we take this direction i'll let you guys pick here should we go this direction and talk about the maverick six and three start and how well they've played or should, we, kid. or should we take this to trash the Celtics? Oh, oh you know, you know where I'm gonna go on this I, one. Yeah, <laughs> you know where I'm going too. So that's why I was gonna let them pick. It sounds like it's trash yeah. the Celtics time. <laughs> so can we talk about how bad of a week the Celtics have had, starting with having a 20-point lead on the Bulls in the fourth quarter? let's let's talk about that oh god can we just we can all just that was that was an indictment on the entire boston celtics organization so it starts with that and you're like oh, okay you know things might you know we know they're atrocious they're 30th in the league defensively they are yeah the lakers think the celtics play bad defense to put this in context <laughs> yeah it's like very true. my god then after the game marcus smart full-fledged goes like like we have, everyone knows we're trying to run the offense through Jason and uh, <laughs> Jalen. Maybe they should start passing the ball more. Paraphrasing, but hilarious. Like, also true. Yes. <laughs> also 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of those things you're like, you're like, dang, on, man. Don't they know how to keep things in house? You're like, but he's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. He's that's not wrong. I love when, when it's, Anytime a team gets so beat and they just get so down in the dumps and then you have a player just break character, you know, and just go and, and kind of low key throw your team under the bus. That is the best kind of meltdown that we can have in the mm -hmm. NBA. We, we love to see it. It's it's pure drama and comedy, depending on who it is. And in my opinion, when it's the Celtics, it's high comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. So, you know, they go and beat the Heat pretty bad, pretty impressive. And I'm like, OK, maybe it's not as that bad. Mm -hmm. And then last night they get beat out of buzzer beater. We're like, they're like throwing Josh Richardson out there like you can stop them, right? Like. <laughs> Josh Richard hasn't been good since Miami traded him. Like, yeah, he's been on a new team every year since the Heat traded him. Yeah. Like, man, it's just um. Well, we kind of, I mean, we saw this coming, right? You know, no Absolutely. true point guard. They've yeah. they've missed really bad on the draft, basically since Jason Tatum missed missed so bad. They didn't do anything this off season. Right? They yeah, had the worst off season. They did nothing. Yeah. 
they, they got Dennis Schroeder. They were like, yeah. nope, no one else wants him. We need a point guard. Put him that on the team. It. That was it. That was that was all they had. That was the only option that Schroeder had. That is the only option that the Celtics had. They yep. were meant for each other. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you you guys are hitting the nail on the head, man. Like it's it led from the offseason. I mean, and then it goes like you know that the only two guys they have are are, you know, uh, Tatum and Brown. You sign Al Horford, whoopee. Um you know, again like, again you know what i mean like so then you get into the season and any you know you you know they're they're not as good as what they're supposed to be as always and then you get to the fact that you know you got marcus smart speaking out then on top of that anytime you hear the words players only meeting like that's just never good i mean you can't you can't trust i mean usually when guys have players only meeting it, it's it's millionaires crying about other millionaires not being fair i mean that's what it boils down to i mean and that's what that was so then you get one high with beating the heat yay and then of course it comes back to normal because you know it is what it is so we we have had this discussion about the celtics for years we've been waiting for them to turn the corner We've been waiting for them to be like, oh, well, you you know, it's time for them to take that next step. They never do. They never take the <laughs> next step. They never get to where you're like, oh, they're a championship contender. They never do. Like, so so my question is, and I know that I know that Sean Ho and Tim Ho, you guys don't care about the Celtics anyway, but like, what what is the answer? Like, they're they're not going to be in the championship contenders. Draft they, picks. They, keep, they, they draft continue. Picks. So then, so then. So then do you move Brown? Do you move Brown for draft picks? Do you move Tatum for draft picks? What like like what do you do? No, no I'm I saying will, their, their answer was always draft picks. We have draft picks. Yeah, it was. Man. Oh, that, yeah. This is what the Thunder are doing now. Where the Thunder, you know, when they're not playing the Lakers, they're terrible. Like Yeah. The Thunder got 61 draft th- picks. Hey, the next four years. Thunders are hey, the Thunder's yeah, like we'll play everybody. the Lakers. We'll play the Lakers every night to go 82. <laughs> How bad we have? Don't of, worry about it. And we'll spot them a 20-point lead, and we'll come back and win. That's what I mean, we'll do. This, this all goes back to Danny Ainge and his failure to turn that team into another um, championship mm-hmm. has led him to leave. I mean, the whole I – mean, I mean, there was like a three-year plan revolved around getting Anthony Davis. Yep. They, they <laughs> waited that out. Yep, you're right. You're no, absolutely it's, right. I'm, no, that 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 I really know. happened. It's just awesome. Yeah. It's so it was, great to hear. It was and a they, thr- and they was, messed that up by getting rid of Isaiah Thomas. And they messed that up ever since the Isaiah Thomas trade, which was bad. First of all, when Farm a guy a gives when when a guy like Isaiah Thomas that the fans love that just put on a show every night carried that team. What God, he was so good that year. Yes, he was. When yeah, they was. when they and and went out there and played hurt after his sister had passed away and then you trade him for Kyrie Irving okay you do that karma's a real bitch after that because Kyrie Irving is <laughs> what appearing to be one of the worst individuals ever in the NBA at this mm. point add on to the fact that they were never able to i mean th- drafting Jason Tatum absolutely great move you know, it was totally the right move to trade the draft pick and go for him. He was he was the right pick. Don't, not mm-hmm. going to, you know, but waiting to try to get Anthony Davis 
And they could have, they could have traded all those draft picks and everything. And the, the Pelicans would have taken it too. But the thing was Davis just flat out him and his dad were going out and saying, look, there's, you can, you can trade for me, but I'm going to leave next year. I'm going to leave. So right. it's like, so you get, you get, you know, trigger shy on something like that. So you absolutely. don't, you don't do that. And then no, you do absolutely nothing. And your players don't develop any further or anything. And then you drop out and then the coach takes the job of the general manager. Where's the direction in this organization? I know how it's going to end, but where's the direction? I mean, it's going to end with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or both demanding a trade at some point. Absolutely. You they're the see, ones you they're going to ask Tatum wearing Laker jerseys, you know? Oh yeah, dude. Like it could happen. It could happen. And if things get worse, if things get worse, let's say we're, we're, we're to the point where it's, it's mid season and this team is nowhere near the playoffs and you know, everything is just down, down, you know, the tube at this point. I could totally see that happening. One of those guys or both of those guys just saying, you know what, get us out of here. Go ahead and mm-hmm. rebuild this bitch by yourself. But to the Lakers, though. <laughs> Jason Tatum, man. Grew up hey, loving man. the Lakers. Loved Kobe. The NBA 75 shoot. He's where he reenacted the Kobe game winner against Phoenix. Like, where in 24? What do, what do the Lakers do to even make that happen? I mean, it would probably have to be free agency. But yeah, I'm asking you, I'm asking, I'm asking you to, to draw it up like you always do, man, on your trade calculator. <laughs> well, trade <first> calculator. Off, <laughs> we'll get to that. LeBron's gotta have a six-pack heel, a pain, a thing that none of us will ever be able to relate to, apparently, because that was his injury. He strained something in his six-pack. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I Ow. said I said earlier this season. He can have the pain for the both of us, you know. That LeBron, <laughs> LeBron's minutes had to be cut. And he can't play 38, 39 minutes a game. And he can't not sit out games if they want to win a championship. And even with getting Russell Westbrook, that was not a thing. As you're um, seeing right now, they're playing LeBron 38, 39 minutes a game. And his body is going to break down on him. I don't care how much money he spends on cryotherapy and massages and body work. Like, he's just at that age where he can't play at his level with that many minutes every single game, every night out. And now it's starting to bite him in the butt with the ankle. And now this, the, the, the abdomen. And I just don't want to see LeBron miss, you know, 20, 30 games this season. I'd rather him sit out five or 10 and them have him for the long haul. Yeah. I, you know, especially cause I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks. So. I hope he plays. Yeah, you're not kidding anymore. I feel like when I go watch them play, it'll be like um, when you play 2K and you play against like the 2010s All-Stars, they're like, oh man, this team's going to be really crazy tough because it's like all those dudes. <laughs> you're like, uh, that's that's basically what you're watching at that point. Um, and not in a good way. <laughs> God, they suck. <laughs> they're so freaking bad. Um, bef- I do have to mention real quick, I know we did our segment earlier. But um, we got to give some bench God love to Ricky Rubio tonight. He just dropped 37 okay. in the garden. Ooh. Off the Ooh, bench. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got to give it to Ricky, man. Ricky was supposed to be like the next big point guard. And then injuries have happened and everything. I mean, I mean, we heard about him two, three years before he even came into the league. He even yeah. Basketball. This game. This guy is nice. His oh, game yeah. is he's healthy. Mean, His game is nice. Yeah. He's, he's good. And he's, 
he's he's got a good head of hair on him he's just a he's he's got really the he's got a great name he's got a good basketball name like everything about ricky rubio just screams greatness but hooper he's he's a hooper man yeah ever so what about what about the and what about the Cavaliers going seven and four? I know. Yeah, right. Can't hate, man. Then I mean, you're right, on, you're right got, on my boy. I was right wrong about question. them. Yeah, Rubio got 31 minutes. Colin Sexton only played 13. Mm. I'm telling you guys, Colin Sexton. Evan Mobley once again. Hey, Evan Mobley once again. 26 points, nine rebounds, 11 of 15 from the field, and 36 minutes and two of four from three. Dude, Mobley's a dog. He's so good. Um, He's so good. It's easy for us to talk about this, but is it coincidence? There was a trade made between, or yeah, you had well, you had the switcheroo between the the uh, Wizards and the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Westbrook's gone from the Wizards, and they got a bunch of what we would consider bum guys from the Lakers and they are seven and three. I don't think the, the Lakers Bucks are five and five. Well, the those guys just beat the Bucks. Tonight they weren't as well. bums. They, those guys. I, I, know they're, I know they're, I know they're not bums. They're not bums in our eyes. I'm saying like, based off how the Lakers played them, like they, apparently they were not able to get on the floor. Um, and then my second question is, is Chris Middleton that valuable to the Bucks that they're starting off four and six? I think that I mean that guy just literally after the finals went and played in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So he had like think about that. He had a yeah. bubble short. He basically had a bubble off season. Right. Yeah. When yeah, literally followed up an NBA championship with a gold medal, which is a late pretty- NBA finals because they played in July. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they just got Drew Holiday back tonight. That was this. A- well, and and Lopez has been hurt. You yeah. Know? So. They've had a I mean, whole it, bunch of problems. It, I mean, t- trying to repeat when the entire East is, has gotten better, basically, it's yeah. going to be really, really difficult for them. Um, and the West has gotten better. I think everyone's gotten better, I feel like. So except it's, the Lakers. You know, except the Lakers, who uh, they're not going to win a title this year. Nope. Nope. It's <laughs> over. That's right, because the goal. It's already over. Warriors. <laughs> We're two weeks <laughs> in, and he's already like, no, there's no way. They're not going to win it. They're not I mean, Devin Booker. Devin Booker said he's cool. Yeah, those guys. I I still believe the Suns are still really good. Yeah. Um, I was joking yeah. with Shad last night a text message. I sent him. I was like, hmm. So I took a screenshot of a trade NBA, the thing I always use to figure trades out. And there's actually a trade between the Lakers and Kings that works, where you could trade Russell Westbrook for De'Aaron Fox and Buddy. <laughs> God, wow. How much better would they be with Buddy on that team? Yeah, oh, and you kept KCP. Which, and you kept which is the move that I, I really thought they should have made to begin with. It was the move they should have made. Like yeah. they, they got, but it's LA, man. They got to go for that star power. I'm not yeah. anti Russell Westbrook. Let's get, peop- let's get people in the seats. Like Everyone we need to. This. Right. Everyone knows this. I'm not anti Russell Westbrook by no, any means. No, I think no. he's so fun to watch. His, his athleticism is insane. I fe- I love the fact that he competes. Like I love the fact yeah. that he doesn't he ever is, feel like he's out of a game. He's cut. Absolutely. But man sometimes like now like i watch him on like a nightly basis i understand now when i'm like why the hell did you make that decision he's like jumps in the air and spins and throws the ball and i'm like what (laughs) what are you doing man like i now get why people were like man i don't know like he's like just the air spins the ball 
this what is, are you doing? <laughs> this is a guy, this is coming from me who watched Derek Rose, like trying to come back from injury on one leg, like having some nights where you're like, I don't know, bro. But like, God, yeah. Like when he like, like in a straight line, when he just goes right to the rim, it's a blast to watch. Anything else you're like, oh man. Also DeAndre Jordan starts for the Lakers. Have I mentioned this tonight? DeAndre Jordan. Hey, man, Lob City. Lob City, baby. <laughs> Buddy, I'm at the point with them where I'm wondering if they should call up Mac McClellan from the South Bay Lakers. <laughs> and we all have heard, if you listen to that large bid, you've heard me talk about Mac McClellan. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess I was going to go to his part here. Um, I should say one nice thing about them because that's, I guess, my key. Carmel Anthony has been incredible. He's been so oh, fun. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, Carmelo's been Carmelo's been really good. Just like He's a spot really shooter. Good. I think they said he's shooting 50% from three at Staples. That's see, you know, and in Melo, when you get him on a good contract like this and there's nobody else playing, of course he's gonna be look great. Dude, I mean spot shooter in the corner. Love what, it. What else, what choice does he have? Carmelo Anthony is Kyle Corver now, and it's awesome. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. I love it. He should have been Kyle Korver a long time ago. Yeah. The thing like when I watched, like when LeBron's on the court, I'm like, man, this is like six years too late because like six years ago, this would have been incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should have been teammates a long time ago. They should have. But yes, shout out Ricky Rubio for your, for doing the thing tonight. I don't know how we got on this tangent to the Lakers, but whatever. Um Shout out Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Because I was going to do a segment where we like kind of went through like a, like looking through five through nine of each conference and what we make of it as far as like those middle of the pack teams. But like mm-hmm. the East middle five through nine right now is the Bulls, the Cavs, the Knicks, the Raptors, and the Hornets. And we have talked about all those teams tonight except for the Hornets. Well, we kind of talked about the Bulls. We didn't go like deep to detail. I said the Hornets were fun to watch one day, and Ben shot me back some thumbs down. So I just figured we weren't allowed to talk. They were playing the Pacers. That's only because they they beat my Pacers. Yeah, Yeah. they are fun to watch though. Yeah, they have the best. They have the best arena announcers in the league. I know that, dude. I know. That's Miles Bridges is the guy who's probably going to win most improved things the way they're going. He's yeah, dude. Kyle wrote that article about him on the website, and like it's it's been awesome. Yeah, I was definitely – I was going to go between him and, and Jordan Poole or the two guys that that I've been looking at because Jordan Poole's fit, stepped in nicely, tried to act like a Clay Thompson wannabe. <laughs> yeah, dude, those clips of Clay shooting, like, in warm-ups, he's out in, like, full jersey and headband. I'm like, he misses this so much. So when he comes mm-hmm. back, it is going to be so fun. It might take him a little pissed, while. And he's pissed off. I know, dude. Like, I know, like – I know that it's going to take him a while to get his legs underneath him, but watching the process is going to be so fun of seeing him like get in game shape again. Because, you know, we know he doesn't have to put the ball on the ground and he's going to come out with like a 60 something point game somewhere with 35 and a quarter. (laughs) Cause that's just what he does. Mm -hmm. Let's like, we talk about the heat. I'm like, wait, Victor Oladipo hasn't played a minute for them yet this year. Nope. Do they even need him? Can they cut him at this point and just like I, I don't think they need him. No, I don't think they do either. I love him. I love Victor Oladipo. I wish he'd stayed healthy and had a great NBA career. Yep. But you know, it's a bummer. So 
on the west side, this is five through nine right now. Memphis, Denver, Sacramento, Portland, the Clippers. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not buying any. I know what the Blazers did last night. That team sucks. Yeah. They suck. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. The only, the only one I'm slightly buying is Denver. Uh, because they they only give up ninety eight point eight points a game. Yeah. Uh, Memphis, I mean, they don't play any defense. They're they're a negative five point one differential. They <laughs> give up one hundred thirteen points a game. You're not going to win many ball games giving up that many points. Uh, Sacramento gives up one eleven. Portland gives up one oh seven, and then the Lakers give up one eleven as well. So, if you're giving up that many opponent points per game, like it, you're you're going to struggle. Uh, staying in that middle of the road. So, hey, it's, it's funny you brought that up because you guys just talked about the Heat, and Ben, you talked about Golden State. Um, I was just looking; both of those teams lead the NBA in point differential. Um, Golden yeah. State's winning games by an average of thirteen point seven points per game, and Miami is eleven point five, and they're both the only teams in double digits. Yep. So, um, I'm just letting you guys. Know. They also both they also both play really good defense. Absolutely. I'm just letting you guys know when you get on your phones after the show, you're going to see a pretty wild Cole Anthony dunk against Utah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's apparently been, Gary, he's been apparently Gary Payton um, son is, is a high flyer all of a sudden. Yeah. I love that. When Clay Thompson's like, I just could watch him play basketball all day. <laughs> it's like, he just has these highlight reels. Yeah. Cole so Anthony's been, Cole Anthony has been really good this year. Yeah, he has. He's been really good. Yeah, good I just think, him. like, so did you guys see the Chris Haynes article about the, the, like, the Dame one about what he talked about, like, this offseason and, like, stuff like that? Um, talked about, like, potentially leaving and, like, he thought about leaving because he didn't feel like the group, the, like, the Blazers were really wanting to win a championship. And then last yeah. minute he decides he wants to stay. And I was like, well, what, what changed your mind necessarily? Like, because they got Larry Nance Jr., you're now like, oh, they obviously wouldn't win. Like, right. I love Larry Nance Jr., but, like, was that, like, you're like, okay, I need to stay, like, moment? That was it, really? Yeah, when does – I know, when does loyalty – when does loyalty get outweighed by wanting to win? Like, and I I mean, I'm not doubt – I'm not doubting him for being loyal to the the Trailblazers, but, like, after a while, you've got to look around at your roster and be like, man, we – we haven't really done anything. We're not doing anything. And, and and now here I sit, like you said, Tim, like I have the opportunity to possibly make a move. I don't make a move. They bring in Larry Nance. We're still terrible. And here's where we're at. Like, Do you think that the Olympic uh, time is bothering him too? I do. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it's just taking him a little bit to get in his rhythm. I think too the weird thing about them is their four best players are six three guards. Mm-hmm. My son, my son said something interesting to me, and I don't know how much I I actually buy into it, but he was said he was reading an article where a lot of the guys are complaining about the new basketball because they switched. I heard about that. And, yeah, um, yeah, and they think that it might be messing with some of their shooting because they haven't got used to it. just like when we go over and play international ball, got to play with that FIFA, that FIBA ball. And I mean, I've, we've all played basketball before. I mean, you definitely can tell when a ball feels different when you play with it, but I don't, oh, yeah. I, I would figure it would take 
I mean, if you're shooting as many shots as they shoot in practice and, 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 and shoot arounds and, and stuff like that, I would think that you would adapt to it fairly quick. Right. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm, a couple of years, I don't know how many years back it was. Was it 10, 12 years ago? They the foam ball. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, they did that. I remember Alex bought one and we played with it for a while. We had it and it was, I didn't think it was that bad of a basketball, but I mean, they raised such a fuss about it. Um, and it's like, like you said, they're going over and they're playing with the FIBA ball. They're still winning a gold medal. So, I, you know, <laughs> if, if you got to blame, if you got to blame a, the actual ball on your playing or, or secretly send back channels that there's, you know, problems with the basketball, come on. Right. Come on. Yeah, I know, man. It's, it's wild to me. Um, but, you know, it's just... DeAndre Jordan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of um, wish they would have kept JaVel McGee at this point, huh? Dude, Andre Drummond, Montres Harold, JaVel McGee, me. Dude, you, you see, I mean, look at Drummond when he got to start when Embiid was out. Dude. Baller. The four of us might be able to hold, like, might be able to play better defense than the Lakers play. <laughs> I say might, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, ben, you mentioned Memphis earlier, and like obviously we we've talked and we had a really cool video on the YouTube channel this week uh, from our segment last week when you talked about John Randall and Iverson. Which yeah. go watch that on the YouTube channel, Forty Eight Minutes Network. Um, yeah, obviously that's a team that gives up a lot of points, but mm-hmm. you know they're such they're so fun to watch. Like tomorrow yeah. night they play Minnesota. I can't wait for that game. Yeah, what you guys think about? Really Which, missing Grayson Allen right now, huh? Yeah, he's played really well for Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. He's not tripping people anymore. He's hitting threes. Right? Like, uh, thank God. Just, just give him a little bit. The, yeah. The trip never leaves. It'll it'll come back at some point. Yeah. Giannis Giannis ain't with that. No. No. <laughs> no. You know Giannis doesn't cut corners. We learned that pretty quickly this year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'll we'll just touch on this before we get out of here because I you know. I feel like this has actually been pretty fun. Just kind of like, it feels like, like we're just all sitting around the bonfire talking hoops actually tonight. I like Absolutely. it. So Brandon Clark, this is why I want to talk about this. It's officially out of the rotation. They, at some point, I think they're going to have to trade him. I don't know how you guys feel about Brandon Clark necessarily, but I still feel like he could be a really valuable NBA player and a good rotation guy for a team. Like, and I'm not just saying this because it's our squad. I think Brandon Clark would be awesome on the bench for the Bulls. I think he'd be really good as far as like playing the Billy Donovan style defense um, and, you know, having a, a guy that you just only need like seven or eight points from because of the way they're getting from IO, they're getting Kobe white back soon. This is a guy that's yeah. probably got to be moved. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily disgruntled. I'm sure he wants to play. Obviously it's mm-hmm. shocking because I thought he had a really good rookie year. Where do you guys, you guys have any places in mind you can think of for Brandon Clark where he should go? Cause it, it seems like him and Memphis are, you know, breaking up. Yeah, they're having a falling out. Yeah. Pacers would be a good fit for him. But I was going to say, not the, I was trying not to be a homer, but um, I just I would picked really the Bulls. Like, so, yeah. I, I would, I was going to say, I would really like to see him. What, what is what's going on that seems to be the issue? I want to see him as a Pacer. I don't, I haven't read anything into it. So I can't really say like it's like Taylor Jenkins doesn't like him or anything like that. I just feel like when I watch the games, like I've watched a couple of Memphis games on Bally since they're blacked out for us on league pass for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it just feels like the style of play he has doesn't really fit, which, oh, no, have we said that about a Gonzaga NBA player before? Gee, I don't know if Gonzaga style play translates to the NBA or not. But um, I don't know. It just feels like the what he wants to do and what he has, like, been, like, groomed to do from his time in college to the NBA doesn't seem to fit what Taylor Jenkins wants to do in Memphis. And that happens. I mean, Jaron Jackson yep. Jr. hasn't necessarily been awesome there. Their second best perch really been Dylan Brooks. Um, I really like Desmond Bain too. Really like Desmond Bain. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I just I feel like it's it feels like he's just it's time just, for a new scene for him. Just put him on the island of misfit toys with the rest of uh, the Washington Wizards. Just throw him over there. I like Brandon Clark. Did like he have that. a pretty solid first two years? He had there? a really solid rookie year. Really solid. How do you go down from that? I mean, I think he was he was injured for quite a bit last year. Yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of him playing somewhere else. That's just me. Yeah, maybe Utah. They 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 like those big dudes who show up in the regular season and not after April. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> you say. I feel like the only guy that seems like he. He he, I feel like he's adapted to the NBA and he'll have a decent career as Rui. And I know he's going through some personal stuff right now, but like his first two years have been pretty solid where he seems to fit the the, the mold of an NBA guy. Um and he's and he's and he's much bigger than the game itself. I mean, they're using yeah. him as an ambassador, you know, over in Japan and stuff. He's got like his own that. Jordan eights. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was about to say, man, I, the only guy that ever came from Gonzaga that made something out of himself was John Stockton. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I, I'm still really high on Jalen Suggs. I know a lot of people are jumping off the boat right now, but I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, he'll yeah. be fine. He, he can't uh, jump off the Jalen Suggs boat yet. No. Come on. Yeah, not or, Kay, or Kay Cunningham, because he's super struggling right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pulled yeah, that Logo good. 3 the other night, though. That was nice. Oh, so far back. Yeah, big fan of so that. So far back. Big fan. We love to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything you guys want to touch on before we bounce out of here tonight? Um, no, I, I, uh, I, I kind of like when we just shoot it from the hip, man. It makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, I did too. Um, well, we're going to go and wrap up this week's edition of the bench mob here on the 48 minutes basketball network. Hope you guys are enjoying all the changes and all the moves we're making. Um, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun. This is our yeah. 601st episode in our history um so that's pretty wild to think that we've lasted this long when sean and i started this we never once had the discussion of what if we do 600 episodes and here we are so man. we really appreciate hey, kudos everything. to you guys man kudos we're, we're, man. Like we're on the we're on the path to 1000 guys we Heck are yeah, man baby. we're gonna get there yeah Heck yeah <laughs> Either you're gonna sound cancel like us monday, sound like monday night roll out here <laughs> <laughs> yeah about there yeah well thank you guys again for everything uh, please take some moments give us a follow uh, i know we're doing some of the uh, nba gambling stuff on the twitter account at 48 minutes network daily didn't today that's my fault um but neither here nor there um obviously college basketball season starting so keep tuning in at large bid as we're getting you ready for the draft check out the power rankings on our website that we're doing every week uh we're also gonna be doing our big board coming up soon uh, as the college basketball season starts have a great night five star reviews and DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs>